<laughs> we like it like that. Please welcome to our morning show uh, program this morning, Dr. Whitney uh, Sherney, Dr. Wanda Whitney Sherney, who is a pediatric hematologist and oncologist at Children's Hospital of Michigan, and also Casey Morris, who grew up with sickle cell, di- uh, sickle cell disease, who is also now a middle school teacher, talking about her experience transitioning to adult care. And I'm wondering why is it important for us to understand the transitions as we go from COVID back into uh, going back to school and also just back into society. Dr. Sherney, how would you address that? Well, you know, particularly around um, transitions, it's a, it's a very important time in everybody's life, you know, when you're transitioning from being a teenager to being an adult. But it's even a bigger issue when you have a chronic illness like sickle cell disease. Mm-hmm. And that's a time when people are having to take on more responsibility for their health care. Uh, and there are lots of challenges. Frequently, people are leaving high school and going to college. And so then there's that whole new environment. Maybe it's a new city. It's a whole new team of doctors. And the, the pediatric setting for sickle cell disease is very different from the adult setting. You know, um, your parents aren't with you when you go in to give your history. So you have to really take charge of your own health care in addition to all the other challenges because you're taking charge of your life, you know, because you're living independently. You know, and then there's the stress of, of wanting to make sure you get good grades and also have a good time when you're in school. So it's really a balancing act. So that whole transition period, you know, and then with COVID-19, then that just adds an extra layer of, of things that you need to do to really um, protect yourself and, and, you know, wearing a mask and washing your hands and not touching your face and all, all the things and, and crowds, you know, just not, we want to do social distancing and people in college want to party, you know, so there, yeah, there are lots of things that, that are, are, that we have to rise to the occasion because this is the time we're living in. I hadn't planned to ask you this, but I've not seen any documentation. No one's talking about it until I just heard you kind of mention it. Uh, can you talk about how sickle cell disease plays into COVID-19? And it seems to me, just based on the little bit that you said, that there is a more acute concern with especially black people with the trait and with the disease as it relates to COVID-19. Is that a fair statement? That is definitely a fair statement, and you know that COVID-19 is having a bigger impact on the African-American community at large. And sickle cell disease basically, you know, most commonly in our country affects African-Americans. And because of their compromised immune system, the individuals with sickle cell disease are more susceptible to COVID-19. So we really have to um, protect them and educate them in ways to protect themselves. Casey but Moore. what you're saying is quite accurate, and I appreciate you bringing it up. Well, you you spurred, you spurred that question. And Casey Morris, there's a racial portion of this dealing with sickle cell as you uh, go through school and even through life. Can you talk about your experience with sickle cell as it relates to race? Absolutely. Um, oftentimes you'll find in hospitalizations, um, or I found in hospitalizations, that you're judged. Um, you are told that you're seeking medication, you're told that you're seeking narcotics for recreational use, when the reality is when you're in extreme pain, it's hard to vocalize what exactly is happening to you in your body as it pertains to sickle cell. So while I may be having trouble breathing, crying, um, it's hard to explain, you know, the medication that I necessarily need. And when I finally do, people racially profile you and say, oh, you're just an African so sorry, I lost you there for a moment, but times where they just say, 
you know, you're a young African-American woman who's just drug seeking and that is not the case. And so we need to, you know, get rid of that stereotyping. Casey, it seems as if the the symptoms of sickle cell uh, disease are very similar, if not identical, to those of COVID-19. Is that, uh, is that a fair statement as well? I would refer to Dr. Sherney on that uh, particular topic. I, you know, my experience with sickle cell, I've experienced excruciating pain and I've been, knock on wood, fortunate enough to keep myself safe and healthy and socially distanced and wearing masks and not have any issues with COVID. But from, you know, what I've seen on the news and what I've heard, yeah, there are some issues with lungs and and breathing issues that you can experience when you live with sickle cell anemia. Yeah, just like a quick question for Casey. Um, as a middle school teacher, are you are back in the classrooms? Are you concerned um, about going back in the classrooms, uh, being that you uh, are a sickle cell patient and, and with the COVID-19 and everything that's happening, are you actually physically back in class? Yes, we will be back in the classroom starting September 8th. Um, I'm really, really fortunate in the school system that I work in in, in Connecticut has been um, very open and very helpful to me in, in voicing my own opinions and my own concerns about coming back into the classroom and, you know, not being on campus all day, all the time. I love teaching my students and I definitely want to be there for them in that environment, but staying spaced and wearing my mask is all well and good, but only as it, you know, pertains to a, a few minutes per day. Um, so if it's a balance between half virtual, half in person, that's great. If it needs to be fully virtual, that's great as well. And they're super supportive of my decision to, you know, do the half and half until I figure out what's most comfortable for me. Um, and also best for the students, whether they're living with sickle cell or not. Can you talk about the healthy habits that uh, can help anyone, either with sickle cell and COVID, to transition and to make sure that we we all stay safe? So, Absolutely. you know, okay, go ahead, Dr. Sherney. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks, Casey. You know, um, Casey has talked a lot about this, but, you know, staying well hydrated, you know, and trying to manage your stress. And, um, you know, you, you just have to know your body and you have to pay attention to your triggers and, and you have to um, just have a, a health care plan, you know, so that you're not crisis oriented. But we are really partnering with Global Blood Therapeutics to raise awareness uh, about sickle cell disease. And September is Sickle Cell Awareness Month, so this is a really good time to do it. But we also want to call attention to um, the first FDA-approved medication that actually targets the root cause of, of sickle cell disease, which is that red blood cell. And so it, it helps to um, stop the cell from sickling, and then if we stop the cell from sickling, we don't have the problems that you have in sickle cell disease. All medications have side effects. But the thing that we see most commonly is loose stools or diarrhea. And so it's really important that you talk to your doctor about your health care plan and what is best and that you always make sure that you uh, keep taking all your prescription medications. You don't have your parents there anymore to remind you, so you got to make sure that you're taking your medications, that you know what they're for and you know what the doses are. We're just about out of time. Casey Morris, do you have a final thought for our Twin Cities audience this morning? Absolutely. Just as, um, you know, Dr. Henry was saying, taking a front seat to your own health care is really, really important. There's a lot of great information on sicklecellspeaks.com for patients out there, for parents out there, for doctors out there that are looking for more information on sickle cell, you know, keeping yourself abreast of all things that you need to take care of yourself as well as staying hydrated. 
Dr. Whitney uh, Whitten Sherney, can you uh, talk about, as we say goodbye, uh, the inspiration that led you to this work of sickle cell disease? Oh, wow. Thank you for that. My father, Dr. Charles Whitten, was the founder of the National Association for Sickle Cell Disease, which is now the Sickle Cell Disease Association of America, Michigan chapter, and was really a pioneer in the field and, and instrumental in getting the newborn screening program started that's now nationwide. And I just am really trying to continue his legacy, and I really appreciate your allowing me to mention him. Because we he was very instrumental in, in sickle cell disease. Thank you so much. We appreciate you and your family's work. And thank you, Casey Morris, for stopping in with us and sharing some important information about sickle cell disease during September, which is Sickle Cell Disease Awareness Month. Thank you both for being with us this morning. Thank you so much for having us. Wow. Okay. Man, you know, one thing we didn't get to in this interview, uh, Chantel, is that there's a the the pain point for sickle cell disease the heaviness on the chest i was trying to bring that out with dr witten it's a, it's a very identical to, very very similar i should say to covid-19 that heaviness in the chest the pain that goes along with it the inability to breathe easily mm-hmm. uh, all symptoms of covid-19 and sickle cell disease if you like more information we'll have this uh, interview on our website and you can listen to the interview in its entirety we got a lot coming up yet. Yes, we do. More music is.